Today, I got the latest issue of Shoe News. You know their motto. Before it's on your foot, it's in your head. And I have it on good authority that they're coming out with a new all-sport athletic shoe. It's going to be called the Zeus. And they're kicking off their new ad campaign with a special commercial that will be shown for the first time during the Super Bowl. And here's the part that means something to us. They're going to use ex-jocks in this commercial. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a whoop on? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. Uh, this is the Married with Children podcast, the show that's like a toilet Without a blue disc. My name is Al Bindi. Actually, it's really not. I don't know why I called myself that. <laughs> well, my name is Jamie. The classics never die. No, they don't. Just like our podcast. This has become a classic podcast, right? Uh, to me, it has. Yeah. I don't know what everyone else out there thinks, but... Oh, they think we suck. Oh, well, then good thing they continue listening. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yep. Uh, we are reviewing Just Shoe It. Al lands a role in a commercial with Sugar Ray Leonard, Steve Carlton, and Ed Too Tall Jones. Well, now, Jamie, before we get into this review, I want to make a big announcement that will impact every listener. Today is June 12th. And summer is right around the corner. And basically, we've been going really strong for exactly two and a half years. We've released a new show every single week since then, except for the one week I had bronchitis. Other than that, there's been a new show every week. And if the non-patrons of the show feel like that's not true... Even on the sh- those weeks where we didn't release anything, we released a new show on Patreon. So we actually did release a new show every single week for two and a half years. And it has been a grueling schedule, but it's so fun to record that we don't really mind. However, this summer, you know, we're halfway through this thing, two and a half years out of the total of five that we're doing. Since we're at the halfway mark, we want to dial it back a little bit for the summer. Get out there, enjoy summer, go on our summer vacations, hang out, chill a little bit, have a less grueling recording schedule, have a less grueling production schedule, and everybody can go and enjoy the summer as well and not feel like, you know, oh, I definitely got to catch this show, blah, blah, and, you know... Uh, normally I'd be doing this instead. So for everybody, we're going to alleviate all that type of uh, scheduling and kind of ease through the summer. And then we're going to pick it up again in the fall. So for the rest of June, all of July, and all of August, we will be going bi-weekly. So every other week, we will release a new show on Wednesday. So, for example, we're releasing today is June 12th. The next show, instead of June 19th, it'll be June 26th. 
and so on. So just want to make that announcement. We're only doing it for the summer. We're going to have a nice, light, easy summer schedule. And from there, when the fall kicks in, uh, we'll go back to the normal weekly show. So back to this episode, though. This is Season 6, Episode 15, Director Jerry Cohen, Writer Lisa Chernin. Don't remember saying her name before. I don't remember you saying her name before. Yep, must be a new uh, writer for the show. Uh, special guest stars Steve Vinovic as the director of the commercial, Ed Tutal Jones, Steve Carlton, Sugar Ray Leonard as themselves, Elizabeth Giardano as the receptionist, George C. Sims as casting executive, uh, Tom Riley as that caterer. Jay Gardner as the commercial announcer, I guess during the uh, Super Bowl commercial at the end of the episode. I think it'd be pretty obvious to everyone where this title comes from, seeing as how this episode is so sports-related, and the title is Just Shoe It. It is a play on the Nike catchphrase, Just Do It. Yeah, and the shoes themselves are a parody of Nike. Because both shoes are named after, like, a god and goddess from Greek mythology. That's right. Just do it! <laughs> so Nike was uh, the goddess of victory in Greek mythology. Depicted as having wings, Nike had the role of the divine charioteer, flying above the battlefields and giving glory to the victors. And white men can't jump, but this Sunday... <laughs> One sure will fall. On Married with Children, right after a living color at Rachel Dunn RN Sunday. Mom, we're starving. Why tell me? <laughs> Do I look like Sally Struthers? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, they just did a Sally Struthers joke. I was going to say, didn't we just have this conversation? Mm -hmm. <laughs> For only 55 cents a day, the price of a cup of coffee. Yeah, you could change this little kid's life. I think I slipped into the Bonnie Franklin commercial, but either way, yeah, they well. both said roughly the same thing. Oh, yeah. Besides, with the Super Bowl coming, your father has taken away our food allowance so he can buy his own snacks for the game. <laughs> you think he'd mind if we just took a little? Are you feeling lucky, punks? <laughs> Buck is cute, though. Let's get together as a family, kill him, and retake the fridge. They say the Super Bowl out loud in this episode. Uh, they're talking about how uh, there's no food. Uh, the refrigerator is rigged with a bunch of traps all over it <laughs> um, because Al bought snacks for the Super Bowl and he doesn't want anyone eating them before the Super Bowl. So they're all starving because the money he was going to use for food went to that. Mom, are we really doomed again to watch Dad sit in his polka uniform with a football in one hand and himself in the other? Kids, please. You think I like seeing him happy one day a year? Well, what can I do? I am banned from the house during the Super Bowl. And I can't even call during the Bud Bowl. Mom, have you thought about taking the time to actually learn the games you guys could watch together? You mean so we could enjoy something as a couple? <laughs> so you could ruin any enjoyment he could possibly have during the game. So he'd 
would leave the house and we could get our hands on his Cheetos. And we could watch whatever we want. Well, how about the Super Bowl? Sure. Well, that's a great idea. But teach me about football. So that's interesting. I, I want to ask you later if you think it pays off, too. Now, Al walks in and he calls them Morticia, Pugsley, and Wednesday. You must like the Pugsley. You're so glad Al said Pugsley, right? And Wednesday, yeah. Oh, you have two, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have Pugsley and Wednesday. And cats. Any Yes, cats. Um, <laughs> any, any reference to the Adams family makes me happy. Now, Jerry exposed something that we would not be able to say right now if he didn't bring this up. Oh, God, Jerry is always exposing himself. It's so annoying. <laughs> when he was on a show two shows ago, he said, remember he was looking to see what movies were playing in the theater? That's right, yeah. When they heard Al was coming home, so they all went to the movies. Adam's family was in theaters at this time. That's why they made a super relevant joke. So everybody would know what Al was saying. They didn't have to think back to the show from, the, you know, the 60s or whatever. Which, though, if at that time it was still in regular syndication, it might be now. I don't know. Right. But um, at least in the 90s, it definitely was. Mm-hmm. So Al's so. making relevant jokes. We should start trying that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't, you know, this late in my career, I don't, I don't want to start trying too many new things. <laughs> Al. Guess what? Not now, Peg. I have a big announcement. I need your complete attention. (laughs) Today, I got the latest issue of Shoe News. You know their motto. Before it's on your foot, it's in your head. You know, and honestly, it might sound bizarre that there would be something called Shoe News, but I really would not be surprised because there is a magazine for every profession. I don't care what you do. Someone makes a magazine about it. And I have it on good authority that they're coming out with a new all-sport athletic shoe. Oh, Al. (laughs) Kids, let us join hands and remember where we were on this mighty day. (laughs) Tell us more, Al. Will they come in pairs, honey? (laughs) There's more, my little aneurysm. It's going to be called The Zeus. And they're kicking off their new ad campaign with a special commercial that will be shown for the first time during the Super Bowl. And here's the part that means something to us. They're going to use ex-jocks in this commercial. (laughs) You don't get it, do you? Well, you should know that better than anyone, sweetheart. (laughs) Don't you see? Ex-jocks. Who's the most famous ex-athlete in Chicago? Ernie Banks. I said athlete. You should know that means football. (laughs) Gail Sayers? Can you be this thick? (laughs) Let me give you a hint. The FTD florist? (laughs) No, you nitwit me. Hokai, all city. Most touchdowns in a single game. Surely, if you don't listen to me, you've heard others talk about it in malls, movie lines, anywhere Americans gather to talk sports. <laughs> I'm a shoe-in for that commercial. <laughs> now, if anyone's noticed, you never hear television shows or commercials for, you know, come to 
Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the Super Bowl. We're having a Super Bowl party. No one is allowed to actually say Super Bowl out loud anymore. And here's why. According to Vox, simple, they cannot say the Super Bowl unless they pay for that privilege because it is a registered NFL trademark and has been since 1969. People now say the big game, the big football game, you know, whatever. You can call the Super Bowl the Super Bowl. The ability to use something's trademarked name to identify it, even in a commercial, is called nominative fair use. So supposedly you can say the word Super Bowl in commercials, but uh, the NFL uses scare tactics. Despite the scare tactics, you can actually say the word Super Bowl. So, uh, well, besides all that, so Jamie, tell us what you think. Al said he is a shoe-in for this commercial. What do you think of the guys they actually did choose? that the options that they chose are good. I don't honestly am not personally familiar with the one guy. There are two of them I know, um, uh, Too Tall. Well, Too Tall played for the Cowboys, though. They didn't even, like, try to get... Oh, I didn't even realize that. I knew who he was, but I didn't didn't know his team. Right, so it's actually weird. And, like, I'm not even sure if any of these guys have anything to do with Chicago. Oh, you know what? That's a good point because I want to say Sugar Ray was from like St. Louis or something. I mean, I, I, right. I think I heard that too. I didn't look that up or anything, so I could be wrong. So don't yell at me if I'm wrong. But for whatever reason, I connect him with St. Louis. But um, he's the one. Sugar Ray is the one that I was expecting. Right. I just knew it because. Not Mike Tyson? No. Well, because he was still current at that time. Wasn't he locked up or something at this time? In 91? I don't know. Well, see, Steve Carlton, he's famous for playing with the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, from 65 to 71. He only played with the Chicago White Sox for one year in 86. And not even the full year, because he was also in the San Francisco Giants in 86 and the Phillies. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, well, Carlton's even famous for being with the Phillies and the Cardinals. So he's not even famous for being with the the White Sox at all cuz he spent way more time in those two teams than he did the so that it is kind of weird uh but it it doesn't matter in this episode. You know, it's not no, really No, it doesn't. I mean, yeah. I guess if you're doing a Super Bowl ad then and you're just trying to pick sports guys, then you just you do want them from all over. Right, right. Um it just seems like if they're filming in Chicago, it would be easier to get Chicago people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he lives there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they just emphasized it so Al was a potential person to be on. Now, I love how Al actually thinks that people bring him up at malls or in movie lines. You don't even hear people talk about Walter Payton in malls or movie lines. Why would they talk about a guy who did high school football? Why would you ever... I never realized he was so delusional that he thought anyone paid attention to high school athletics when they weren't part of that high school. I mean, do you know what's going on with your your local high school athletics right now? Who I never knew. No, I, I mean... I didn't know when I was in it. I barely keep up with my college athletics now. Like, I don't even know. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Not a clue. This delusion is actually uh, a really funny aspect of his character. So it's going to be a Super Bowl commercial. 
uh, he wants to be in it. So just like everybody wants to be super back then in the 90s Super Bowl commercials were the biggest thing going like people literally watched the Super Bowl just for the commercials that you know when they weren't football fans and that all ended I would say oh uh, roughly 10 years ago that's when they stopped really trying with Super Bowl commercials or if they are maybe they just everybody lost their sense of humor or something but there's probably like 20% of Super Bowl commercials now are what they used to be back then. They were really funny. They had big stars. They were really groundbreaking. They were just big. People talked about Super Bowl commercials the next day. There were TV shows devoted to talking, like to rounding up the the best or the funniest Super Bowl ads. Yeah. You know, it was a thing. There are people who, I mean, how many people do you know where the guys are like, oh, I got to watch the Super Bowl and their wives are like, and I'm generalizing here because I actually enjoy the sports portion of it myself, you know, but like, you know, the guys will be like, oh, got to watch the Super Bowl. And then the women are like, I only watch for the commercials. Exactly. And, and I love how I just, I am a woman and I just did an impression of a woman. <laughs> Wow, is that how you talk when you're off the show? I, I did my woman voice. <laughs> uh. It surprises me, too, that like you were talking about with the trend of the Super Bowl ads and how they're not what they used to be because you know today they must be paying more than they ever have. And they're trying less. The fees are phenomenal to get your ad to play during the Super Bowl. It is un real how much money companies pay yeah and now they just don't feel like they have to try i mean maybe it's because only the biggest companies can afford to do it now i don't i guess yeah maybe and 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 so they don't have to try because i mean does coca-cola really need to tell us that they exist you know does doritos really have now doritos usually turns out some pretty funny commercials so i'm not gonna People got famous from doing Dorito commercials. Remember that one chick? The woman with the laundry? Yeah. In the, yes. Yeah, Allie Landry. Yeah, she got famous just from doing Dorito commercials. Like, that's how big this was. So put yeah. it in perspective in case you're too young to know or whatever. It was a major deal. And you'll never know that now. If you watch Super Bowl for the last 10 years, you would have no idea. <laughs> anyway... I'm just going to go audition for that commercial, and in a few short weeks, you'll see your old dad on TV during the Super Bowl. Now, what have you got to say? Honey, did you pick up those little blue discs for the toilet tank? <laughs> yes. <gasps> I'm putting it in. No, me! I'm putting it in. <laughs> Is not my news at least as exciting as a blue disc for a toilet? <laughs> Well, honey, I'm sure I'd be just as excited if I was married to the blue disc and it brought you home for the toilet. (laughs) These blue discs that they're raving about to put in your toilet are actually really bad for your toilet. You're not supposed to use those. That was big in the 90s and stuff, and you thought there was something different about it, but it actually is bad for the entire system of the toilet. So don't ever do that. There's like... In, back in the late 70s, early 80s that they were around too, I remember being a little kid. Whenever I would see blue toilet water, I would get so excited. It seemed so fancy to right, me. Right, it is. It is fancy. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, Peg. You're thinking I'm not going to get this commercial. 
Not at all. I'm thinking you're a fool to even think you're getting this commercial. <laughs> Honey, you played high school football. That doesn't mean anything to anyone anymore, including me. And I'm your wife. <laughs> I took a vow to care, and I don't. <laughs> You're just jealous because the ad said ex-jocks, not ex-brunettes. You're not getting it, Al. They want someone famous. I'm famous! <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Ah. <laughs> Who is the man who scored four touchdowns in a single game to clinch the city championship in 1966? Shaft. John Shaft. No. <laughs> the man who rushed for 200 yards against Garfield High? Shaft. He's a bad... Shut guy. your mouth! <laughs> Just talking about Shaft. Uh, Jefferson keeps doing uh, all these Shaft jokes, like, Shaft, he's one bad, shut your mouth, like all that stuff. You know what's really weird about that? Yesterday, I went to see that new Godzilla movie. Oh, you saw the trailer, yeah. And it's not a remake, it's a sequel. Right, yeah. So there's a new Shaft movie at the same time I, I see Shaft. that. I, that sequence in this show cracked me up so hard. Mm -hmm. And I never do this because usually when I'm watching this show, I'm, I'm running through it. Um, like I'll watch it a, probably a couple times, but I'm going through quick. That sequence, I rewound <laughs> because I was laughing so hard yeah. <laughs> that I was – that I missed some stuff. So I had to go back and watch it again. Cause it just, for whatever reason that tickled me to death that they just did that whole shaft thing. And it was so smooth, right? Like it was just so perfectly laid out and choreographed and well, not choreographed. They didn't, but it, you know, but it just was such a smooth exchange. It was so funny. Yeah. I, I loved it. That was probably my favorite part of this episode. Oh, the chemistry and timing all these people have together at this point is just, Unmatched, and I love it. My favorite part is when Jefferson goes, "I'm just talking about Shaft." <laughs> so stupid. So uh, you remember how we thought it was absolutely ridiculous that Marcy suddenly was on a public access show at the same time Kelly's modeling school was. Yes, and it was never mentioned again. Yeah. Guess what? Other bizarre, bizarre coincidence, Marcy had with the Bundys today. You people obviously don't know anything about football. What do you care about? Peggy, have you seen these fantastic blue discs for the toilet? <laughs> Why, this is the best thing that could have happened to Al. Next to the invention of a bowl six feet wide with tall rims for the problem aimer. <laughs> but now, unlike your career, you have something to shoot for. I guess they're sweeping the nation at this point <laughs> because they're all excited about it. You people can't be serious. Now, I want you to admit that having played high school football is probably the most important thing a guy could do in his whole life. Yes. If a person died right after high school. <laughs> like, that is exactly, that sums up everything. Like, if you want to explain to Al why he's nuts for being obsessed with this, it's because, dude, that's great if you died right after high school. But don't worry, Al. It's probably not too late for you to do something important. Why, someday, you may even stop a bullet meant for the president. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, I'm sorry, Marcy. I must be boring you. Anyone who obviously spends as much time in barber shops as you do <laughs> must have heard every sports story a guy could hear. <laughs> you better cut that out, Al. <laughs> And she spends so much time cutting her hair that she must know all the stories. Like, that was the greatest logic ever. Like, when Al comes back, when people shoot down how it's all meaningless, and he comes back with something that great. Like, what what a great logic that he could convince himself that, yeah, I guess when that's the case, that's perfect. What, what great writing. Al, uh, just to close up this subject... It's not that we are belittling your place in sports history. It's just that you are like a toilet without a blue disc. (laughs) Fine for its time, but now barely worth flushing. (laughs) Now give me a kiss and make me some coffee. I will not. I'm going to audition for this commercial and get it, by God. Then we'll see when I go down for this interview. Who in Chicago doesn't know the name? Bundy. Who? Bundy. B-U-N-D-Y. Al Bundy. Made all city back in 66. Four touchdowns. And I'm not talking the whole year. One game. Well, have a seat. And allow me time to cool off. Yeah, Al's really pouring on the four touchdowns and one game thing. See, now we're getting to this stuff. We always said that, you know, that's how you know Al Bundy and stuff like that. But no, we haven't really gotten to that. And and here we are. We just had an episode where we got into Al's football legend where he was with, uh, was it Mary Jo Sperber or something like that? Mm-hmm. Trying to get his old football back. And now we're doing this. So we're finally in the mode of watching Married with Children and what it's known for, even though the golden years are technically over with. This is when all these things start really hitting, and and then we're going to get to more shoe store stuff later on, which we barely do too. So now we get to the hot receptionist, Miss LeGroin. Her name is Elizabeth Giordano. She's famous for The Revenger, Shattered Lies... Warhead and Baywatch Nights. She's hot. I could see her having a big career, but she only actually has 11 credits. I see a lot of swimsuit photos with her. Yeah, I nothing. Yeah, I can't verify she was naked. Like a lot. She did a lot of swimsuit modeling. Okay. Yeah. So you can get that, guys, and she does look really good though. <laughs> Miss Lagroin, who's on our list for today? <laughs> Well, there's Mr. Buttkiss, Mr. Carlton, Mr. Tarkenton, Mr. Namath, and of course, Mr. Bindi. He scored four touchdowns. Not in one year, but in one game. Guess where? High school. Thought I'd die when I met him. Well, send him in before the real athletes come. Now, Al is a foot away from him, and yet Al's not even faced by this remark. He doesn't realize that he's a joke to the world with this high school football. Yeah, he doesn't. That's the thing is his delusion is so great. He doesn't even. No, nothing. Notice. But her lines to him were, oh, let me cool off for a minute. You know, after hearing all his accolades. That was so funny, man. Okay, mom. Now, who's the guy who hikes the ball to the quarterback? 
The center. Very good. Now, who's the guy who rushes the passer? The defensive end. Excellent. Now, who's the little foreign guy who can barely speak English, never gets hit, <laughs> and is taking yet another job away from an American? The place kicker. Great job. <laughs> Next, next we'll start on stats. Oh, can I teach her the stats, please? <laughs> sure. Okay. Now we have Alaska, Alabama, <laughs> Brazil, <laughs> oh, and the two Georges, North and South. <laughs> and yet men still seem to like her. <laughs> like, that was such a random joke. I love how Bud was like, yeah, go ahead. Like, right. can, do you, you really expect her to know anything? Or you just, or do you just want to set her up for failure? Because right. either one of those would be believable. Right. How would she know stats of football? I, I don't know. So Al got the commercial. His family is in disbelief. I'm in disbelief. At this point, I'm like, well, why would they hire him? So I think it's important to understand before we get started that Yes, the shoes are important, but let's uh, try not to disappoint the public and what they've come to expect from me. So uh, let's try not to get too arty and lose sight of the man. Oh, by the way, be careful how you shoot me, because from uh, certain angles, it would appear I'm uh, losing a hair or two. You know what I mean? Sure. Why tell me I'm the caterer? <laughs> Put some food in my car and go away. He says, don't get too arty. Instead of saying artsy. Some people say arty and it's weird to me. Uh, I have heard it before, but it's, um, I don't know. It just, I've never liked the sound of it. Hi, I'm Jerry Copeland, the director. Try not to speak directly to me. Now, you will be portraying the common man. Well, that, uh. Will be a bit of a stretch for me, Jer. I played uh, high school football, you know. You're speaking to me? Sorry. <laughs> this is Steve Vinovic. He's famous for Mannequin, The Santa Claus, The Swan Princess, and The Intern. Now, I've seen, you know, everyone knows this guy's face. He's just around. You know, if you've seen enough stuff, you know this commercial director... Well, anyhow, I'm not sure you would want to meet your co-star in the first scene. Hmm? Not really, but uh, I guess he'd like to meet me. Uh, Bindi, meet Ed Too Tall Jones. So Al meets Ed Too Tall Jones. And I love this whole thing, like, when he goes, do you want to meet, you know, the person? He goes, not really, but I'm sure he'd love to meet me. <laughs> now, what did you think when you saw Peg wrapped around his leg? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, wow, she just... Because it could have been anybody and she would have done that. I just thought that was... Hmm. I don't know. It's it's weird. Well, it was anybody because she did it to the next guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did some Evil Dead 3 action. Evil Dead 3 poster action. That's right. You know, we have a wedding photo like that. Yeah, you said. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I never saw it yet. You gotta, see, now that Peg did it twice this episode, you got to post it. <laughs> ah! We're ready. Well, um, you know what to do. Uh, no, I don't, Jer. Let's see, I never got a script. Oh. Well, just follow your instincts, Mindy. <laughs> that must be what they tell Brando. <laughs> Not that I'm comparing myself with Brando. He's, uh, fat. <laughs> oh, by the way, too tall. My name is Al 
Too Great Bindi. <laughs> you, uh, I'm sure you heard of me. Made all city back in 66. And you're the guy that was raiding the refrigerator in my trailer. <laughs> Twas. Like, why would Al say that? Like, I don't understand Al going along. Like, the one time he went along with the, the incorrect name was Poke High. When they said they have, like, Gail Sayers in the stands or whatever. And he waves because he, he knows that Kelly's dumb boyfriend thought that's who he was when he said he was a famous football player. He figured he had to be a bear instead of a guy who played high school football. So he got up and waved for everybody just so it wouldn't be awkward. But why would you introduce yourself to other people as the wrong name? Doesn't that seem weird? Well, yeah. Just because one person got your a receptionist got your name wrong, now I'm just going to go with it. The rest of the stint here. He's just so excited to be concluded. Uh, c- concluded. He's so excited to be included. He doesn't care. Right. And deck him. Deck who? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Mom. Personal foul. Oh, too tall, babe. Great rehearsal. Now, let's let's just shoot the next one. Do you mind? Not at all. I think you could see me pull back. <laughs> okay, uh, dust off the shoes and get the old guy back on his feet. <laughs> Maybe we should do something. Yeah. Hey, too tall. Can I get your autograph? Hey, how'd you get the name too tall? Uh... Does it really refer to uh, your height? No. Oh. And he says it like he's bummed out to say it. Meanwhile, he's complimenting himself. But the innuendos are flying around now. So Ed, Too Tall Jones, punches out Al. It's weird that that's what they, like, a football ad. Sugar Ray Leonard's going to punch Al. Why wouldn't you have this guy just tackle him through a through the wall or something, you know? Okay, for this one, all you have to do is bat. Well, that's no problem. I play a little softball. Only three-time MVP the 20 store and under mall league ever had. One time we were playing Binky's Pets. Great. Now, say hi to your co-star, Steve Carlton. He has four Cy Young Awards, too, so he is actually a huge name. Peg does the same thing, like we said, around his leg. It's uh, it's awful nice to meet you, Mr. Carlton. Now, I imagine you probably haven't thrown a baseball in quite a long time, whereas I'm an active softball player, so, uh, you know, don't worry about looking bad, because the camera will be on me. I'm sure your heart is as big as the ball you play with. Okay, places, everyone? Okay, Steve, now it's no big deal. Just uh, bean him. No problem. Uh, bean who? <laughs> Al gets the ball wailed at his head, and Kelly catches it off his head. Hey, there's an eyebrow on it. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> an eyebrow. Meanwhile, it didn't even hit him in his eyebrow. It hit him in the forehead. I love the bits where Al can't speak out loud, so he like has to finger motion Kelly to come down and go closer to him so he could whisper in her ear. No, Daddy, they're still looking for your ear. But I'm going to have them sign it right underneath your eyebrow. How would you like it to read? Okay, great. Uh, Mr. Carlton, could you please sign this to the late Al Bundy? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> like, remember they did that in the episode And Baby Makes Money when Al had to have sex with Peg like a thousand times in a month? And then he came downstairs and he had gray hair and he couldn't walk and all that stuff and he couldn't speak. Okay, uh, time to take his bandage off. <laughs> about this and i think we better go home i'm worried you might get hurt well, don't worry about me peg i'm fine hey will somebody answer that phone <laughs> Look, i got myself yellow another <laughs> damn wrong number have you noticed that kelly's not in like super hot popular chick mode anymore um you mean as far as like having a parade of guys that the way she dresses her hair her the way she acts yeah she was acting like the coolest girl in the world like just think of when she tied tiffany amber thiesen to the lockers oh i bet you think about that all the time oh yeah the two of them but yeah that kelly is not really this kelly anymore yeah i guess that's true yeah she grew up like but it all happened so quickly I feel like we didn't really get a lot of that, that Kelly mode, where she wore, you know, mini skirts, tight dresses, her hair was different, her attitude was more edgy. Now she's like more of a homebody, and she dresses a little different. She's going to keep dressing hot, of course, here and there, but not like when Yvette came to the, remember, the foreign exchange student, like the way Kelly was then? She's not really like that anymore. Like, being your favorite character, how do you feel about her evolution that way? Now she's like, I guess, when did she graduate? Like two, So she's like, what, 20 now? Not about, yeah. Yeah, so I guess they wanted her to evolve in that way. I mean, to me it's kind of sad because I always loved it when Kelly was, you know, the hot one. The hot, edgy girl, right? Yeah, you know, it was exciting to see what she was going to be wearing that day or... I do feel like it hasn't been that much of a focus lately. And maybe, you know, for people out there, it's like, well, they shouldn't be focusing on, you know, maybe they were sexualizing her too much or whatever. And like, I don't know. That was her thing. Right. And. Well, she's 20 years old right now. So maybe that was the thing. They figured, well, you got to change. I don't know. It's weird, though. I mean, it's not bad. It doesn't hurt. And she's she's really funny still and all that type of stuff. But that part of her character is is clearly different yeah you know it's weird okay so al now is in a boxing segment with sugar ray leonard and i love how al has all these plans to like give this guy a cheap shot and he's like pro or no pro that's gotta hurt when a guy just slugs you like that it's like i don't know man if, if i'm used to getting punched by people you know 400 times in 30 minutes I don't know if one punch from a non-pro is really going to hurt all that much. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a boxer where people are just hitting you all the time? I mean, does it does it get to a point where it just doesn't hurt you anymore? Matter that much anymore or do you just get I mean, do you just get to a point where you expect it cuz I don't like to get hit. <laughs> well, in certain situations maybe. <laughs> I just can't imagine it being my job for someone to beat me up all the time. Now, I guess if you're good at it, then you're beating them up. You know, so it's yeah. But that's never the case, though. You're you're never just on the offense. That's true. Yeah. 
I guess it has to be worth the money or something. I don't know. Just getting punched in the face. Like, I get headaches for, like, no reason. Right. So, like, how? what does it feel like to get punched in your head by people who are perfect at it? Besides, I think this should be fun. You know, it's always been an amateur's dream to see how far you can go with a pro. I used to do a little boxing. And what I want to do is getting one good shot and get a little bit of respect. So what I'm going to do, Peg, I'm not going to even wait for the director to say action. I'm going to cheat. Great. When the guy gets in the ring, I'm going to pop him with one, you know, a good right hand right away. And I don't care, pro or no pro, that's got to hurt, Peg. Hey, you're... Action. Oh. <laughs> wow. He didn't even have time to spit out a whimpering no moss. Sugar Ray, very nice. That was fun. You know, it's every professional's dream to see how bad he can hurt a non-pro. <laughs> Help me. Well, it looks like he's been hurt. We better make sure he's okay. Hey, did you hurt your hand on my dad's jaw? I'm curious about your name. How'd you get the name Leonard? It was weird, though, because as soon as Al meets him, he gives Al a cheap shot and just punches him. And they act like they were all ready to film this, too, with nobody talking to each other. And I gotta say, all the athletes did a pretty good job of acting um, and, and going along with the humor. He's like, man, I always wonder what it's like to punch a non-pro and all that, acting like, you know, because that's, that's what we think they think about, but they probably don't. So him having to act it out as if he really thinks about that is funny. Well, I guess it kind of makes sense, particularly for if you are a famous athlete and you're retired, that means you have done a lot of promotional stuff. So chances are, you know, if you're that famous. So, but, and I guess not everyone's going to be like Rocky when he was doing his promotional stuff because he couldn't act worth anything. Do you remember that in Rocky when he was, uh, was it Rocky 2 or Rocky 3 where he was doing all the, the commercials? Oh, it was Rocky 2 and he was like. And he was terrible. I splash it on in the morning and it makes me smeal mainly. <laughs> He's like, smeal mainly? Does this say, can you read that right, Rock? I mean, does this stuff smell like a man? I mean, I don't think it smells like a man. Are you finished? All right, just read the dummy card. Dummy card. Read what's on the cardboard. Uh, okay. <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing ever, man. <laughs> when he couldn't read. Well, Sugar Ray Leonard has a record of 10-2-1 with eight knockouts. In world title fights, Leonard has a record of 7-3-1 and and 5 KOs against former world champions. And he's always seemed like such a nice guy. Whenever you see him in anything, he's so, like, quiet and unassuming. And he has this air of intelligence, I think, you know. He has kind of always stood apart in that respect. Yeah, he doesn't come come off as a dumb jock, you know. He is very, I don't know, he's very soft-spoken and he looks like he'd just be a really super nice guy. Right. Yep. Uh, Sugar Ray, I blinked and I missed the whole thing. Could you hit him again? Sure, yeah. (laughs) Get up. 
Miles laying on the floor in the boxing ring, and he's moving his legs. Like, remember when Al was trying to get away from Big Bad Mama? Mm -hmm. The way he moves his legs when he's paralyzed, (laughs) and he can't get up off the ground. Al kind of did a little, there was a little touch of that in this scene, too. So that was great to see. So Al's laid up in bed with casts and bandages everywhere. Uh, much like he looked when he was doing the, uh, remember Kelly made the music video and Al got blown up in the car? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so this episode has a lot of reminiscing moments. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) A good thinking man would call a down and out pattern seven yards downfield when you need eight for a first down. Idiots! (laughs) What's happening, Peg? Shut up, Al. I'm watching the game. So, what were those athletes really like? Oh, well, they couldn't have been nicer. At the party after the shoot, we talked and we danced. And actually, it would have been great, except that Al kept calling from the hospital. (laughs) Why I let him put me down as who to notify in case of emergency, I'll never know. It's like they know when you're having a good time. It's halftime. All right, Al's commercial should be on any second. Now, this Super Bowl that they're watching is the famous Super Bowl, the New York Giants versus the Buffalo Bills. This was the first of their four Super Bowl losses in a row. Yes, you heard me right. The Buffalo Bills lost four Super Bowls in a row. And this was the first one. After this, they lost against the Redskins the next year against the Cowboys, and the year after that against the Cowboys. And that was when the Cowboys were hot, and everyone knew they were going to win. So everyone rolled their eyes when the Buffalo Bills were in the third and fourth Super Bowl in a row. Because they were like, oh, come on, enough with this already. Like, these guys kept blast through the season, blast through the playoffs, but everybody knew they weren't going to beat the Cowboys. So it was kind of very anticlimactic, those last two Super Bowls. That's so sad for them. Oh, yeah. There's a whole documentary about it on 30 for 30. Look that up. It's it's. Uh, I watched it. It's really interesting. Um, so this is a classic uh, ending to that Super Bowl. It ended 20 to 19 with the Bills losing because of a missed 47-yard field goal. Oh, my God. By Norwood. And uh, I think this is a big reason and remember ace ventura when the whole thing was how ray finkel missed the field goal to win the super bowl or, yeah. or something like that with the the dolphins and it was like uh laces out because <laughs> the laces on a football if they're facing your foot it could send the ball in the wrong direction so you have to have the laces out so you're not kicking that part of the football so i think that's where a lot of that in the pop culture came from It's halftime. All right, Al's commercial should be on any second. At last, America will finally see me in all my athletic glory. (laughs) Zeus, the all-sports shoe for the weekend warrior. You may not play like a pro. (laughs) You may not hit like a pro. may not fight like a pro. <laughs> but with Zeus, you won't have to. <laughs> Zeus, the shoes that will outlive you. 
it from your father. <laughs> they can't do that to me. I'm the Zeus man, damn it. <laughs> oh, well, I guess it really doesn't matter. As long as my family saw me do it, they were there. They saw me in there with those pros, and I took their best shots. Hey, hey, who wants to be the first to put a pen in my mouth and get an autograph? Good news, folks. Our toilet discs finally come in green. It's like having a pine tree in your toilet. So you don't even see Al in the commercial. All you see is him getting knocked out from the shins down and knocked out of his actual sneakers. Which means they could have gotten anyone. Yeah, that's the whole that's the whole thing. Like it doesn't, you know. And you didn't even really need to see the the impact. You could have just had him had just a, a photograph of someone just falling over. So this Super Bowl halftime was known as one of the worst ever. They say this the halftime show for the Super Bowl was so uninteresting that 22 million viewers tuned out to watch other stuff during Super Bowl halftime this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was billed as winter magic. I usually do. I usually flip over and watch the kitten halftime show during the Puppy Bowl. Yeah? On Animal Planet. They They do a Puppy Bowl during the Super Bowl, and then there's a kitten halftime show, where basically it's just kittens playing. That's That's all it is, just kittens playing in a little arena and... Lately, that's what I would rather watch than. <laughs> well, during this 1992 halftime show, they were like celebrating Christmas when Christmas was already over for how long at this point? You know, it's like it was just bizarre. So, this whole thing where they're showing everyone get knocked out of their Zeus sneakers is essentially a commercial for the Reebok pump sneakers that never come off your feet. Remember that whole thing? Oh, yeah. And yeah. the controversial bungee jump commercial where it was two guys on a bridge and they they both have bungee ropes tied around their ankles I guess and they both jump and before the one guy jumps he pumps his Reebok sneakers and when you pump them the pump was on the tongue it was a big basketball or something and you pump it and it fills up this air pocket all around your foot that makes it tighter and tighter around your foot so it's I guess so it's super snug and uh, they both jump off the bridge, and then only one guy comes up, or one guy is at the end of the rope, and the other guy fell off the end because his sneakers weren't as tight as the Reebok pumps. That commercial was instantly attacked and taken off, and Reebok had to apologize. Uh, parents were afraid that kids were going to try to do this oh, and test it yeah. out. Yeah. So, and then kids wouldn't know what a bungee cord is, so they would do a regular rope instead, and freaking you know jerk their ankles out, or you know they were just afraid of so many things. So that commercial was instantly removed. So Al says, "What happened to my face?" (laughs) And then Peg says, "You inherited it from your father," which is obviously true because we've seen Al's father, and they're identical twins, basically. Ah, there you go. Remember that. Mm-hmm. The Playboy commercial, the Playboy ep- episode. Of course. <laughs> they all run out to get green pine discs to make their toilets green. Well, at least I'll get to watch the game in peace. 
And now, uninterrupted by commercials, we proudly present Steel Magnolias. <laughs> oh, no, not Steel Magnolias! Buck! Buck, change the Super Bowl back on! I can't move! You accidentally changed the channel! Accident my ass. I love this movie. Julia Roberts. So ill. So brave. <laughs> Yep. So Al is tortured, and he can't change the channel. This reminds me of like even the same thing when uh, when Al couldn't eat his burger or whatever, and then Bu- uh, Buck ended up eating it out of his. Hand. Yeah. There's always something that Al can't do. There's always an extra torture when Al's injured or whatever. So uh, how do we rate this episode? How many times is Al Bundy getting knocked out by an ex? Sports athlete uh, out of five for this episode, Jamie. You know, I, this might be a surprise to everyone, but I think he's going to get knocked out five times. Whoa. At first, when I watched this episode, first of all, it goes by really quickly. I feel I feel like it only feels like it's about 15 minutes long because it just it flies. And it was so simple. It was just, it's a very simple, Al gets on a commercial, Al gets knocked out by three different athletes. Of course, he doesn't even make it into the commercial, just his feet, and then, you know, the end. It's There's not a whole lot to it. There's not, like, another big side story going on. Well, you've got the toilet discs, but, you know, whatever. It's not... <laughs> yeah, wow. It's, it's not a complicated episode at all, but it is very quick, very smooth, very funny... I just love that it's some of these things had me actually laughing out loud. Like I mentioned the the whole Jefferson shaft exchange. That was so funny to me. Right. And I just feel like the jokes when they were hitting, they were hitting hard. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Sugar Ray. And it was kind of fun to see the celebrities that they brought on. I don't know. I really, really enjoy this one. And so even though it doesn't do a whole lot, like it's not a I don't think this is has ever been considered an iconic episode by anyone, but it's just really well written. Yeah, it doesn't. Like I said, it feels like it's 15 minutes long. It just doesn't even feel I had to check the runtime to make sure I hadn't skipped some of it <laughs> because yeah. it, it, I just felt like it went by way too quickly. So I, I just I love it. It's. It's really funny. Nice. Awesome. Well, it's weird. This Lisa Chernin, she only wrote one episode, and she only wrote one episode for Murphy Brown and one episode for Throb, and that was it. Her whole career consists of three episodes. I find it fascinating that she was able to do so well with Al's character and all this stuff, having only done the one, and that's it. Just everything, everything she wrote in this episode was really strong. It's it, it's bizarre that she doesn't have. Does she have what are what else does she do? Like what's her usual nothing? Uh, so she doesn't produce or direct or anything. Clicked her name. It only says writer, and there's only three. She wrote the wow. story and of those other two, and she wrote, you know how like story is like the broad strokes. Mm-hmm. She wrote. She did that for Murphy Brown and Throb, and for Married with Children, it says written by. So she wrote the fine points, you know, every wow. every line or whatever. 
that's that's really impressive. Now, I wonder what happened, why she didn't continue doing going, because I thought this was a really well done episode. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, really great. I give this, um, Al gets knocked out four and a half times. The one time he just staggered and fell on the ropes. So, yeah, this was great. Um, right from the beginning, uh, the kids starving and Peg, Sally Struthers, and then, you know, Al comes in and thinks that people are talking about him and moles and this and that and jefferson the shaft and then the the haircut jokes and the receptionist when al's auditioning and like just everything oh yeah we never really talked about peg and do you think that paid off when she was like doing the signs every time something happened to al Remember how Bud taught her all the signs for football? Like, you know, I don't even think I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a weird thing to implement into the episode because it wasn't insanely funny. All that ever happened was Bud going, yes, mom, penalty, or yeah, mom, that's right, flagrant foul, you know, things like that. Like, I mean, I guess I noticed her doing it, but I never, for whatever reason, I never tied it never made a big impact that like, oh, that's the stuff she just learned. You know, it just it didn't stick out to me. So it, it seemed odd that it would even. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if it paid off. It didn't hurt the episode any. No, not at all. No. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just really, really liked this. Um, I like the concept, the way these these sleazy this director like used Al the way they had all intentions of using him, uh, how it all makes sense, why he was hired for this. You know, of course we're not hiring you cause you're, you're the guy who did four touchdowns in a high school football game. We're hiring you because you're just a, a punching bag. You're not, you're nobody to us, you know? So that's kind of funny. It's just Al's lot in life. Um, Al was great. The way he approached every single thing, um, the way the sports guys acted in this, it was just all good. Great ending, great payoff that he's not even in the commercial. Uh, it's just so good. So 4.5 out of 5, I really, really like this episode. Yay! So don't forget that we're on a new schedule. So tune in two weeks from today, on June 26th, as we have a special guest... There is a new option in our Patreon where if you select that tier and you make a contribution to the show, you can be on an episode with us. And one guy did it already, Stephen Scott. Join that tier. I am so excited. He's such a big supporter of us. Mm -hmm. And so vocal and you know he participates and yeah i love that kind of listener that's my favorite kind of listener whenever i do any show right and i'm so excited i'm so excited to meet him i'm so excited to spend the time with him i think it'll be really fun uh he's gonna love being in the nudie bar um this is gonna be really fun you can also be on the show too just read the fine print there's some there's just a couple requirements you have to have you know, microphone, Skype account, things like that. Nothing big. And you have to be available roughly at a certain uh, day and time. But we can work around it if necessary. Um, but hopefully you can do the time that we normally record. By the way, free Skype account. You don't have to um, 
Yeah, you don't have to pay for Skype. It's not something you have to pay for. Just uh, You can just download it for free. He is going to join us in a big, big episode. It's the he, it's funny. He's going to join us in the nudie bar when we first go to the nudie bar for the first time ever in the podcast. I'll bet that's why he chose this episode. Yep. It's rites of passage. Al initiates his son into the realm of manhood when he takes Bud to a nudie bar. Yeah, this is a badass episode. It's going to be a great time with Steven. Make sure you look at our Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Type in Married Children Podcast and join. Be on the show with us.